0: Everybody, welcome back to another episode of Life in the Fast Lane. Thanks for joining us. This is gonna be uh a very, very cool podcast for me because I'm gonna be able to dig back into uh all the different things I learned years ago about how I sold my landscape business. But before that, um let's check in with my CTO,
1: Kyle Parks. Ricky, Ricky Roo. I'm here, boys. Ricky, Ricky Roo. What hey. does that mean? a a dj oh oh oh, scratching the board oh oh. Oh, okay i got it yeah i I can't quite do the perfect i'm slow i'm very now hey 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 (laughs) hey all right i'm on a tight
0: deadline here so we have to make sure we stick to under an hour on this one but certainly guys this is i might get long-winded here and there on this one because it's so important and selling a business okay first off why do people start businesses, kyle do you do you know
1: the answer to that or have what's your opinion on that Okay, I think there's two facets. Short-term, to make money. Okay. Long-term, hopefully, to sell it. My truck. It's really weird seeing somebody drive that. <laughs> Kyle's truck. <laughs> One of our guys
0: is taking Kyle's truck because we're, we're literally using all the trucks for everything right, right now. Excuse me. Why I just burp? That was weird. Sorry. <clears throat> Excuse me. <laughs> <laughs>
1: Remember the video I showed you yesterday? My brain went down so many rabbit holes just then. I was That's, like,
0: uh, let's keep it PG, Kyle. <laughs> No, it wasn't that. It just oh. like
1: you burped, and then my brain just went. <laughs> it's
0: like the sparkler fireworks. That's exactly what that sounded like to me. Um, business. Okay, yes. Business. People pe- people trade time for money. Yes. That's what a lot of people do. Now, some people trade a lot more money for a lot less time, and that's what I'm trying to get to with this podcast with everybody is you can you can get a lot more with less. You just have to be the smartest guy in that
1: room. Great okay. person, I like to think. And the only reason, yes, you're going to say, fam. the only reason I say this is just because I've seen the growth out of him is Hormozy. 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 Well, did, did you see his freaking HQ he bought? Yes. Thing is awesome. Sure.
0: Yeah, it's good. I mean, he's he's on his way to doing something. Thing is, I, I have a, I,
1: I'm have a very skeptical person. and He yes. likes to find the way to trade that as little time as he can to make the most money. Sure. He, but he likes he to make it. it as efficient as possible with as much output as possible. And hopefully
0: it's true and it's working the way he says it does. Yeah. It seems that way. I'm, it's not Alex. It's my, there's been so many people that I see online. There's a kid online right now. He's a landscaper slash real street mogul. And he's like young 20s. He's a blonde headed kid. I don't know where he's out of, but He's,
1: uh, he, uh, I don't want to use any names. I'm but not. I'm going to see if I can find them and see if I we're thinking and talking the same person. He's
0: not putting, he hasn't put in enough time to be on those private jets and stuff that he claims. Too many people just rent them. Too many people just have a friend with one and talk this big, big game. Uh, I've never even been on a private jet. And I have, you know how many flights I've been on, Kyle?
1: A lot. Maybe a thousand or oh, two. That's what you were saying yesterday. Is it, it is that who I'm thinking of? Or is that a different kid? Uh,
0: no, 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 no. It's not this okay. guy. No, 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 it's this guy. But look at him. He has, it says his name, landscape company, 18-year-old entrepreneur with a lawn landscape business. You go down, it's a selfie, a picture of his friend, a him on a bike, a FedEx truck, him holding a piece of paper, two trucks and a cop car, a trailer, a snowmobile, an excavator a trailer a dog a truck oh there's a lawnmower a trailer hitch think about that Kyle look at it trailer truck truck trailer bunch of people truck mower none of this is showing that he's a landscaper yes it's showing equipment it's not showing the end result at all anywhere like where's your patio where is your pavilion where is your okay so you cut stripes in a lawn congratulations mobile one on an engine truck mower truck truck thumbs down milwaukee trailer i'm just i'm not picking and choosing look at it Mm -hmm. that's this is the quintessential thing that i complain about look look at this truck with his headlights and all you're not a businessman you're into toys yeah that's shiny syndrome at its finest right there literally literally at its finest uh it makes me it, it drives me nuts and i don't mean to pick on the kid he's still learning but you know you have to a first off you made one major mistake you combine personal with business yeah don't do that like do you see me combining business and personal now rarely what i try to do is i try to have the business stuff and then i have my personal side and the only reason I, I was talking to my father about this this morning the only reason that i post anything personal online is it humanizes me yeah it takes everybody sees me they're like oh he's the mulch guy he builds and stuff he's got patents he's it got creates podcasts. it's
1: that it's diff- a connection it's the difference between psychological and logical versus going like, oh yeah cool the mulch made is what it is but there's there's a person behind it. there's somebody trying to feed their family there's somebody trying to feed multiple families within the employees Correct. and all that like it's exactly what we were talking about yesterday are you saying to somebody um oh it was it was charles he was saying yeah you have to give the you have to create the company or create the lifestyle for your guys but it's not just your guys it's five people after that because they have a family exactly so your 10 people turns into 50 people very quickly very very quickly but then you also think about your family and then whoever else is with you
0: mm-hmm. and that's the only reason like i post a picture of me shooting a shotgun with a scar hanging in my mouth do you honestly think i want to post that no i have no interest in showing people that i'd rather just be in the moment shoot with you and go home
1: yeah it's not a matter of a your favorite word flex mm-hmm. it's I hate that word it's the
0: connection to the next person. It's like, hey, this guy's real, and he's not just a sales guy constantly selling me. He's a real dude that lives a real life. Like, and hey,
1: I enjoy doing that, too. I would like I would like to be able to have that lifestyle. Well, let's show you how to get there with a mulch mate. Let's hey, show you how to get there with a cart mate.
0: Exactly. So, okay, this, business, uh, this podcast is all about
1: how Fitness. to create a
0: sellable business. And if you guys aren't into business, then this podcast ain't for you.
1: Yeah, so the reason this kind of came up was I'm not going to say selfishly, but it's something that I've been thinking about a lot lately is everybody knows, okay, you can create a quarter million dollar company. Well, how do you create a seven figure company to a point where you can sell it? You know, Mm because there's two facets. Like I said, you get to a point where you go, oh yeah, I'm gonna create a business to make money for my family. But when you get five, 10, 15 years down the road, you go, is this something that I want to keep, putting my time and effort into to grow and sell so that I have a retirement fund? Or is this something that I just want to keep doing until I become of age to retire, and then I can sell the accounts? Because there's there's two ways to look at it. And you took it to a point where you went seven figures plus and sold it Mm -hmm. to start a new venture. Yep. So how did you get there? What are the things that buyers look for? Mm -hmm. And, you know, ultimately, at what point, in your life, did you go okay? I'm going to create this thing to sell it.
0: Okay, so there's two ways of looking at, it, like you said. Basically, one is a cash generator. Yeah, and then one is an asset. Yeah, you're creating. Oh yeah, a bank versus a a massive lump sum. Right. So I'll give you, for instance, if sorry, you, ATM. I didn't mean a bank. I uh, know. I knew what you meant. Um, you can either create a business that creates cash, and what that does is you've just created a job. Yeah. Right. So unless unless you're there or your team is there it all it will ever do is just create an income which is great but it forces that entity to be turned on constantly and it's when something's on it's constantly yes it may be producing constantly but it's also eating constantly does that make sense yeah it's it's a, it's a mouth and in order to get you know energy in your body you have to have a mouth right and that's and that's what the the cash coming out of the other end is the energy that's produced by the the machine – you're, what you're hoping for is that your machine, your business, is, eats a certain amount of dollars. Let's say it's a million dollars, and it produces $3 million, right? Yeah. That's what your hope is, is. But at the end of the day, when you're 50, 60, 70 years old, whatever whatever age, it doesn't matter what age. It could be 30 like I was. I sold my business at 30 years old. That's pretty young. Typi- yeah. that's, that's not typical.
1: So can um, I – before we go too far, mm-hmm. when you're saying your business eats a million dollars, – What are the things that's in within that eats because you granted you have materials you have overhead and things like that Mm -hmm. but not a lot of people go into that's also the amount that you have to spend on taxes that's the amount that you have to pay your guys Mm -hmm. that's the amount that you have for insurance uh, insurance liabilities things like that training system creation exactly Mm -hmm. so those are some of the things that people also have to take into consideration is when you hire a guy, you have to spend extra time either yourself or implementing a system to be able to train them to a point where they are worthy for your company. Sure.
0: So let's talk about training. When when you train somebody, first things first is you have to set an expectation. Oh, God, he's Keep, having a thought. Yes. He's I'm, running, literally
1: running across the room. What are we doing? What was your thought? So for Dawson, mm-hmm. part of our video stuff, we need to create an internal training system video module
0: yeah so there's a there's a program that i'm looking into for that
1: and it so okay but i was saying we need to be able to record it or figure it out sure sure so it's like absolutely within dawson manufacturing when i get into the powder booth the first thing i do is turn the booth on here's how you do it Mm -hmm. here's the way to turn the lights on manually and then when it goes to start in the oven here's how you start the oven to turn it on manually or if you wanted to do it automatically, so that the whole booth is running as well as the oven is on at the same time, here's how you do it.
0: Okay, so I'll, uh, yes, I want people to be mindful of something though. Day one here at Dawson Manufacturing, our powder coating booth was sad. Yeah, sad. So there's levels to all this, and you don't exactly you don't want to invest too 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 much. That wasn't me stuttering. It, yeah, I was specifically saying it that way. So we just had this conversation a few minutes ago without you, Kyle. Is our system allegedly it ha- has a reclaimed powder system? So what that means is when you spray the powder, it goes in the filtration system. It has this big boom. It knocks off all the powder filters down into a box. That box can then be pulled out, and you can redump it into our tank. Allegedly, technically, yeah, you can. The problem with it is is that unless you do a deep, 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 deep clean into that system. And change the filters. And change the filters. Our system really can't do it. So you then have to do the math. The math of... Okay, I'll give you our exact math because I just did it literally 10 minutes ago. It costs us in powder that is um, not reclaimed, about $200. Waste. Waste. Per, like, run. Okay? You... Would have to spend between three and six hours, depending on how dirty it gets, to do a full deep clean. So, not only does it cost me your time of doing that, but then it costs the company downtime and part power parts not being powdered. Yeah. When I, when you do all that math, it's more than two hundred dollars. Yeah. So it's cheaper for me to not reclaim all that powder because of the system we currently have, to then just have you throw it away. But that's also that there's another step. Correct. That's what we're getting to. So exactly. So Norton is a company, I think they're out of Ohio, that yes. has a reclaim system that's 98%. And the difference is, is that their booth is designed even better than what we have.
1: Now, it also costs 50 times. Well, they also create it and know all the intricacies that go into it versus... Right. This, granted, it is something that I do day in and day out, but there's... More better and improvements to be what we have now. Right. To say
0: so, what I'm trying to get to is this: this system, this video system that you want to create for it. Yes, I think it's time that we do it because we just implemented this powder coating system, and we're kind of married to it probably for the next three years at yeah. least, and then it, it will eventually hit its stride, and then we'll go. Okay, now it's time to go to the Nordson system. Yeah. There's 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 evolution to business. So what my point to it is is that be careful. Creating and implementing a system for something that you may likely jump out of in a year. Yeah, at least cover
1: the basics is what I mean. Sure. You can cover so the basics. Like don't invest too much into it. Grounding the parts, making sure that you have them tied mm-hmm. off properly, yep. making sure that you have I'm gonna say this, a proper proper organization in order to maximize your efficiency in the rack. Correct. Sorry, I am like in the middle of a weird burp session. I'm so sorry. <laughs> I know I did the last time. So okay,
0: that is that is all very true. What I'm trying to say is, when you're creating a, a sellable business, which in my opinion is the only way, the only reason to start a business is to be able to sell it one day. Yeah. To, to me, because regardless of both directions that you take, they're gonna create cash flow. Yeah. They, if if done properly, that's the whole point of a business. But at the end of it, wouldn't it be nice to be able to sell it? So here's what you have to watch for. Here's here's what landscapers do wrong. We just talked about this kid um, on his Instagram, and all you see is equipment any clown can go buy a truck anybody can sign paperwork bank of Malone, you can buy a truck congrats dude well done whatever i could go buy a lamborghini right now and just sign uh financing papers and boom
1: i'll have it tomorrow yeah it's, it's easy it's not hard my name that, that would be fun to see that roll up behind the shop. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, be, it, you wouldn't see any of us working for the rest of the
0: day i know we'd all be just hot rodding it but um you know it what what makes a sellable business is that when somebody sees that they can take your product business whatever it is that you've created and they can see themselves re basically pressing replay on what you did and all you do is they just give you a lump sum cash amount and then you literally all you have to do is hand them the keys and a book or a link to your business and that link is the key to your business and then bam all the systems are sitting there yeah they don't have to worry about anything it's just a dude this turn it on and go turn it on and go that's the whole idea so when you're starting off with your business and you're and you're like okay i don't care if you're starting off or you're like man i'm not getting where i want to in my business it's there's no better time than today to change yeah i'll give you a great for instance when i owned laser cut i had an old logo you saw my old logo Mm -hmm. just recently it was sad Sad, sad. And I remember for years contemplating, well, if I change it, then, then people are going to be used to it. And I had all these excuses, right? And notice I just said for years. Well, by the time I did change it, I would have already had three or four years under my belt. So just do it now. Just just make the decision. Jump, because before you know it, three or four or five years will pass, and everybody will be used to it and you'll be way better off
1: yeah do you think there's a time where people have to detach emotionally because they're like oh yeah this is my baby this is something that i've created Mm -hmm. yeah stop stop thinking of it as your baby how do they how do you go about that
0: it's not your baby it's not there's no dna there's no nothing there like i look at laser cut my old company i don't i don't even think about it it's not even in my head anymore Um, and when i sold it i walked away from it and never thought about it again ever because to me until they contact you and say hey cars and coaching yeah exactly and that's what we're doing today um and i'm more than happy to help the the thing about it is is that you've got to stop looking at it as your business and you have to look at it as a business and it's a cash generator and it's and it's an end it's a it's a it's a resellable thing like a car right the better you treat the car the better resale value there is right wax it clean it change oil make sure you don't let lots of different parts fail over time and then you have this huge repair list it, it, people do that all the time if it if it doesn't inhibit them from using the car that day like a dead battery they won't fix it a, a broken switch in the car or a nail in the tire well if the tire's not flat so i'm gonna keep on going you, you should have fixed it last week or yeah. a blinker lights out well i don't care if the blinker light is out because i can still start it and i can get to work today fix the light within a week of it going out get it fixed yeah you fix it have somebody else fix the darn thing there's no excuse so get that shit done son get it done so okay when you're selling a business what here's here's what i learned and had to do someone else at any moment of any day should be able to come in and be able to find the answer needed to then run the business without you you should be replaced in your business at any moment of any day and that's what I've been screaming around here at Dawson Manufacturing is excuse me see I'm burping too can I step away from this business today and not only will it continue but it will continue to grow yeah and today the answer is no we're just not there yet and it's not because I don't have the right people it's because we don't have the right systems in place and I haven't been able to complete my job yeah now I'm working on it it takes time it's just like uh Alex Ramosi and the whole acquisition.com you know we could hire him today we could give him part of the company whatever 50% let's say right tomorrow he can come in here and it won't be any better yeah it will take him months weeks um a lot of money invested into it to to get it there so just understand that this is this takes this takes time
1: yeah it it's processing data and then being able to implement the systems to correct it,
0: it took me 4 years at my old landscape company to go from a fully not sellable business that no one would ever want to
1: the beginning of getting it right you also have to paint the image for it too because it's it's not just you to do it mm-hmm. you have to have everybody else that's on board for it yep you know and it's not like oh yeah hey i'm planning to grow this to sell it guys no it's i'm planning to grow this to make your lifestyle better
0: for sure like if no one wants to come in every single day and have to figure out problems it should be problem okay what's my answer boom got it do this right it's inputs and outputs so you have to be able to sit down and decide okay this was the hardest thing I ever did in my landscape company it was the day that I finally said, okay, I have all this knowledge. And the problem is it's all trapped in my head. Yeah. And that's what I'm going through again right now is getting all this information out of my head. This podcast is part of it is get it out, get my voice recorded and in a place where somebody can go back and listen to it over and over and over and over. So the hardest thing of all was of course, learning all the information. The second hardest thing was then getting that information and transferring it on to an employee handbook. Or um, into service autopilot or um, I had all the numbers I could walk up to a job site and I could say okay cut this lawn it's going to be $45 that wasn't I couldn't sustain it because yeah I knew that it would take my guys 30 minutes to cut it and we were shooting for you know $100 per hour cut whatever the ratio was back then Um, I knew it but my system didn't know it so then how was I supposed to expect somebody else to know what I know when it's all trapped in my brain yeah it doesn't work so you have to be able to get all that junk out of your head and into a system. Now when I say a system, I mean you need a CRM system. There's all kinds of 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 softwares out there depending on the business that you're in that can take and organize the data that you've collected for your business that you know makes it profitable and then inputs it in there and stays in there and then all you have to do is do checks and balances, right? Yeah. So at the end of each year you have to then pull a report and go okay was my $100 per hour um, rate for cutting grass, was that enough? Did I make enough money there? Now, what I would say is, is don't wait a year. Yeah. I did that. I made a huge mistake, and I ended up losing, uh, who knows, over the years, probably millions of dollars. I never did that, the, the math over a you know 17-year period, that that's, that information is basically useless at that point. So what I would do is I would do it on a weekly basis. I started off yearly and I was like well that didn't work then I went to quarterly and I was like I'm wasting time then I went to monthly and then once I got down to monthly and started running my numbers every single month and I knew okay I'm profitable here I'm not profitable here make this adjustment tweak 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 then I got down to a weekly and every week I knew that I would schedule out whatever work patios fences low voltage lighting irrigation fertilizing uh grass mowing trimming HOAs commercial whatever I was doing I knew every week, I was like, okay, I got to hit this number.
1: Yeah, you could look at the data and go, okay, here's how we course correct for this goal. Here's how we course correct for this. Here's how we course correct for this. Right. And, and it's the little things, too, sometimes.
0: Oh, it's always the little things. It's nothing – pennies equal dollars. That's, yeah. That's what they say, right? So it's always the minutes. It's always the 1%. And, and when you make that little tweak here and there, especially when you're looking at things on a, on a weekly basis and ultimately down to a daily, hourly, and minutely basis – you can then start really honing in things in. Now, okay, Here, here's something that Charles said the other day in two podcasts ago um, from Stepping Stone. He, he literally was getting things down to like a minute. Okay. Here's my opinion on that. That is almost micromanaging. Yeah. Because he was talking about his guys wasting like a minute uh, in the morning. Like, they're supposed to get, let's say they're supposed to get started at 8 and they, they'll get started at 8.01. He's like, you know how much money I'm losing? Okay. They're not robots. They're not slaves. They're not they're not perfect they're humans where i screwed up was i would estimate jobs based upon my work ethic my abilities and you have to scale it to their 70 ish percent ish yeah depending on your people um and when i started doing that yeah my profits went down but it was sustainable yeah and people weren't being mushed around like a bunch of zombies and
1: slaves and it was just like they actually could meet the demand Yeah, you kept a fire under their ass it was big enough to keep them moving versus like putting the you know benzene burner under their butt or something yeah like, and there,
0: there's a balance between between what you charge somebody and then what can actually be accomplished by the humans that are doing the work for you and then the profit that's left over yeah that percentage um, will shrink but it's sustainable Exactly. So I, I'd, ra- I'd rather make a smaller percentage of 10 million dollars than I do of a larger percentage of a million, right? So, like, that's what we talked about around here. Sorry for hitting the mic. But I'll scratch my nose. Um, sometimes you have to give up a little today to gain a lot tomorrow. Yeah. And that's, that's what I'm getting at. So, okay, visualize this. I'll give you the, what happened with me. I had started sitting down and going, okay, one day I'm going to sit down with somebody in my office, and they're going to sit across from me, and they're going to look at me, and they're going to go, I want to buy your business. What the hell am I going to hand them? freaking keys to trucks. Yeah. Anybody can buy trucks. Like that's not hard. People what do they say an F150 gets sold like every 32 seconds or something? I could tell you in a second. Yeah, look it up. I mean it, it's it's true. So, okay, that's not special. People that buy skid steers, mowers, that's not special. Ooh, congratulations. You bought yourself a Ferris. <laughs> you're so freaking cute. You're you're no different than anybody else. So, who's going to want to buy you? What are they trying to buy? What what they need to buy? If you have 400 um, residential mowing customers or 6,000 residential mowing customers. Even that isn't that great because they're they're annual typically. I don't, I don't know of anybody that signs a residential lawn or a residential property to a multi-year deal. There's no value in that. Where the value really comes in, in is in the commercial accounts. When you sign a three or five-year deal and you have all these checkpoints in there and you have all the landscape improvements and you have all this cash flow that you know you're going to have over the years when someone comes to you and buys your business what they're doing is they're buying
1: the cash flow 1.72 trucks every second seriously you're nobody's special no you buy a truck you're
0: not freaking special you're you're just like every other idiot out there buying a car yeah, nothing special signing there. off debt just debt right and and congratulations to banks for figuring that one out but like okay the building that we're in right now we lease this building currently right now i wish we didn't i wish we were in a position to buy a, a building currently for the buildings around here we're just not with the world we live in i can't wait because i can't wait to manage it <laughs> yeah so we sign a three or a five year deal the reason saint john properties that the one that owns this business the reason they're so um so huge so profitable is that they take people like us and they sign these three or five-year deals if they ever were to sell their portfolio of business okay they have residual income that's number one number two it's locked in i yeah. mean it's locked okay yes can you get out of a contract sure but typically um unless somebody's really faulting on that that contract that agreement yeah they typically you know they'll hold up unless somebody's really doing something wrong um so, like, when I sold my company, here's here's what I had. I had, I think it was, like, 48 commercial contracts. Each one of them typically was three-year on average. Some were two, some were five, but on average it was three. Those contracts equaled X amount of dollars, and then what I did was I backed those up with a bunch of residential customers. The reason I backed them up with those was because when one would slow down, the other one would pick up. Or when employee number 17 would – quit not show up have a baby get sick whatever the case may you know whatever the case was I could then pull for another crew and then keep things moving and that's why I had it balanced the way I did so when residential is typically slow for landscapers typically for our region with our business the way we handle things residential was typically slow until April that meant all the commercial stuff I did that's from
1: December till April
0: right or was it Q, so Q one there was nothing so yeah that's, that's I'm that's, just
1: trying to get you said till April so I'm
0: just saying for yeah from Jan- our area, yeah. yeah from January to to April residential it wasn't much yeah, going on. it was on. dead it's dead uh, now there's some some things you can do patios and pavilions and lighting and stuff like that you can you can do but there's not there's not a lot of that going on yeah there's no maintenance per se there's no maintenance per se and I was ma- I was maintenance heavy just because. It never goes away. Yeah. I don't care if Brightview Landscapes, $4.5 billion landscape company, uh, biggest one in the world. I don't care if they go to business, the jobs are still there. They just they just traverse to another business, right? They just move. Um, so what I would do is I would have all my commercial stuff jammed in that Q1 sector, get all of it done there. Those people were super happy were on those job sites which meant our logo was in front of those people those people have cousins nephews uncles aunts friends that then go home to their single family homes or or wherever and they see our stuff and then it drags us into their communities
1: yeah there's a power of 10 right it's one person there's 10 people 10 people know 100 100 people know 1000 it just keeps going 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 exponentially right so those
0: those communities that we had we would you know whether they're communities HOAs con- condos right there could be all kinds of different stuff those were not super the profit percentage on those wasn't huge for like the the maintenance side but they were huge when it came to snow landscape improvements and then what that was that was just a huge stationary billboard for my company and so people would see that and then they'd be like well hey can you do this and then can you do that and then it would just continue because our work was so good and so when it comes to selling a business you're 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 selling the brand which you can't buy you have to grow it you yeah. have to earn that one. Um, you're selling your signed, locked in, you know, typically it's commercial contracts that that is residual income. That company knows that when, say, I were to come buy your business, I know that those contracts are worth a certain dollar figure, period. And I'm going to get that monthly income. As soon as I write you that, say, million-dollar check, I'm going to start getting back 28000 58000 pick a number every single month, Yeah, whatever the number is. The money's coming in already because of that right out of the gate and that's why that's such the model that i went after and that's what i believe is a good syllabus it's kind of like owning a gym people sign up and they have a monthly subscription basically to your facility they come in and use your equipment you know the equipment costs you x amount of dollars per month you hope that you have you sign enough people that it covers those costs plus
1: all your employment overhead whatever that is plus a percentage. Yeah, gyms are actually really good about this. and I. <laughs> it's crappy to think about, but Gold's Gym, mm-hmm. they make you sign a contract, and the only way that you can terminate the contract is by going into the gym, and most people don't go into the gym because they feel intimidated to go into the gym to cancel it, so they just let it run. That's the same with car washes. Yeah.
0: Car washes make you come in to, to cancel it. They won't let you do it over the phone. Yeah. Because people hide behind computer keyboards and phones and all that because they're just, they're just scared, um, and that's unfortunate. They need to grow a set. You know, but when it comes to selling a business, that is what a bi- a bit a person that buys a business, that's what they're looking at, right? So, like, take MulchMate for instance. The reason MulchMate is valued at a very very large number is because I have utility patents in place, and nobody in the world can take it from me. That is where I know that if someone were to come in to buy us, they can take our eight figure business, and then they know, okay, this company has grown by x amount of do- x amount of percentages every single year. So there's a trend to follow. There's data, right? They're locked in. They own the, the rights to the, the patents. They have the design in-house. All of it is theirs. No one, there's not a single company in the world that we give all of our models to. We spread them out to protect ourselves. Yeah. So you know, there's somebody in Pennsylvania that has this model, and somebody in Virginia has this model, and somebody in China has this model, and somebody in the U.K. has this model. No one person except for us yeah. in this building has that right there's no job shop that builds it for us so we're, we're insulated we're protected and so when someone comes to buy us we can say okay we, here's our patents here's our revenues here's our percentage that we make this is how much we're growing so by the time the end of this patent runs out as long as you just follow what we're doing and deliver to the customers like we've been doing you should be able to make 200 million dollars and that's how you you price and structure that business yeah um so when it comes to your landscape business, your gym, your whatever, you've got to be able to put contracts in place that lock you in to then for someone else to come in and feel secure and safe in something that can't be purchased.
1: Yeah, that goes back to the our recent podcast is making sure that you have the certainty. Yes. You want to be able to have the certainty that when you buy this it's going to produce the revenue for you creating a guarantee
0: yes that's what that's what we've done here at Dawson Manufacturing I guarantee the ultimate works I guarantee you I can support it I guarantee you I have parts on the shelf I guarantee you I can ship it to you the next day I guarantee you that the the phone will be answered I guarantee you will return emails in a certain period of time and the there's no other company in the world that can copy us because I own however many patents to protect us yeah that's I'm guarantee you're not just buying a product you're buying a guarantee the guarantee right so when the the, mulchmate guarantee the mulchmate guarantee right so that's why i say mulchmate um so that's why we partner who we partner with and we have all those systems and structure in place so when you're trying to sell your landscape company you gotta have a good brand and that's not something you can buy you've got to work on it you get you gotta spend the advertising dollars whether whether it's spending on fiverr to have it Created several different ways, and it can be placed in different ways. Uh, logos on trucks, logos SEO, logos on Facebook, Instagram, any kind of social media platform. Flyers, magazines, Home Goods shows, um, networking events like a BNI or something along those lines. You, you're constantly showing up. Your business cards at gas stations, your business cards on, on the little cork boards at Tractor Supply, wherever you go it's constantly in people's faces and it becomes this recognizable thing and somebody is going to purchase that comfortable feeling you get when you see the laser cut logo, the Dawson manufacturing logo. That is an intangible thing that somebody can't just go buy. I can't just buy that immediately. You can sell it once you've grown it to that spot and that's why branding is so important. So that's also what you're buying. Also, insurance. Like anybody, any Yahoo can go out and buy insurance. Yeah. Not insurance company, but like your your landscape company, Kyle. You can go out, and you can go to Erie, Geico, Yeah, your general liabilities. Like, you can just buy that anywhere. Like, so starting a company, like, say, landscape company, right? Buy a tractor, buy a truck, buy a trailer, buy insurance, buy a business card. Okay, there you go. You've created a A job. job. You just created a job. Thank you, right? And so how do you transfer that into being a sellable business? This is how you do it. And you do it through going to carl go to www.multimateusa.com and do carlson coaching right and i can coach you through how to do this even further link below link below and when you're all said and done all you're trying to do is be able to look somebody dead in the eyes and say here's here's my email layout here's my um process procedure booklet or link in you know whatever um here is my book of business with all the current customers that i know make us this amount of dollars here's the data i get a you know re-sign on by 98 of my clients re-sign on you're never gonna get 100 yeah the world's constantly moving changing um all my hoas i still have two three four years left on these contracts they're worth x amount of dollars um those contracts not only hold the maintenance but they've got landscape improvements snow here's the data on all the snow we typically make you know half a million dollars in snow because yeah, from... you can't
1: give an exact but you can just give hey this is most recent years of a three-year yep. block five-year block whatever yep. it may be
0: yep we've already bought all the plows they're sitting here we know we can get these jobs done you know in this x amount of time you're basically handing somebody all the data they need to then run the business and not ha- them have to spend the money. The reason they're buying your business is because they don't want to spend the money and time to grow it organically. Yeah. Anybody can do it, but you're going to be able to sell your business because you can hand them the data. Yeah. It's all a business is just data. Is all it is. Um, like with Dawson Manufacturing, yeah. Anybody could have built I you know mean, people have come to me and said, "I had that idea, but you you didn't execute on it. Yeah. You didn't finish." So the the value is in the finishing of the product, supporting the product, and the patent to protect it. That's the blanket, right? So when it comes time to say Kyle for your for instance your business, you need to have a business. Uh, first off, first opinion is never name your business. um Adam's Lawn Care. My middle name's Adam, right? And yeah. my, most people don't know that. <clears throat> I don't call it Adam's long care i didn't call it nick manufacturing or carlson manufacturing the name dawson th- th- that isn't anybody that yeah. was that was never anybody when i did it it was actually a dog that it's not connect it's not connected to anything right so that's why i can get away with that um coca-cola that's not someone like that's i don't know was that someone's name i don't even know pepsi was that someone's name I have a theory on Coca-Cola. I don't know Pepsi. So Coke originally was cocaine. Yeah, I know it was. It was an ingredient, right? Exactly. But it's not someone's name. So, like, take for instance a landscape company. If it's Adams Lawn Care, right? You're pigeonholing yourself to it. You're creating a job for yourself, and you'll never be able to truly break away from that unless you make the company like I think Brickman was the last name of the guy that started Brickman, then it turned into Brightview when they sold it. Yeah. But that was 80 years of blood, sweat, and tears growing that business through some of the world's best and worst economies ever.
1: That is the one anomaly. The one. Yeah. And I think it's like some of them are also interesting, too, is like you can make the brand off of the last name, Mm-hmm. But you have to make it so it's like uh, Clog and Associate with Troy Clog mm-hmm. up in Michigan. Mm-hmm. He's done a phenomenal job creating systems and procedures and making it so that everything revolves around his employees. Mm-hmm. Like that that guy, I think, deserves some props.
0: Sure, he does. He, and he, and he <clears> crossed <throat> over, like to me, is it Troy Clog or is it just Clog? It's Clog and Associates, I think. Clog and Associates. So it is still a person. Has he sold it yet? No. Okay. It it would it be easier if you would have just called it um, United Services. I'm just picking a wild thing. Uh, yeah. Like clearly that would have been it's United Rentals. It's not Adams Rentals. Yeah, right. So it's easier to sell the you're selling the brand, not the person, and connecting a face to a, to it. A, that's one of the things I struggle with here, at Dawson. Is that there's got when we start. Okay, here's a great for instance of how we're going through the steps here at Dawson Manufacturing it used to be mulchmate all we ever talked about is mulchmate it all our emails are nick at mulchmate usa yeah whatever i did that for a reason i had to establish the brand first mulchmate <laughs> i did that in every video because it got in people's heads yeah now it clicks it clicks right it's got, it, it touches the emotional list that i always talk about so <clears throat> Now we've been trying to transfer everything over to Dawson Manufacturing. So like our shirts, look at the shirt I'm wearing, right? Look at your shirt that you're wearing. His, so Kyle's hoodie that he's wearing right now just says Dawson Manufacturing on so the front. comfy. <laughs> Good, I'm glad. Um, it says Dawson Manufacturing on the front. The colors are all shared the same. Yeah. So there's a little bit of connection. And then on the back is all the logos down your spine. On my shirt, it says Dawson Manufacturing, and it's got all the logos below that. And so we've been morphing, because I did this on purpose, I needed that brand. I needed everybody to understand what Multimate was, and now I'm going to start morphing it into a hybrid of DOS manufacturing and all the products. So there's a connector, right? There's a bridge to all of it. There's no person. I'm trying to make it to where, yes, I'm I'm not trying to make my – I said very early on I didn't want my face to be the face of the company. There shouldn't be a face. It should be the product. The product should stand on its own, and it has. We designed it, and it's got enough energy and – magic in it because there's so much thought put through every and cranny of the machine that you could feel it it's,
1: it's yeah it's the product itself is able to hold on its own but in order to do growth you need like a person or you need a connection because that's what everybody kind of desires is the ability to connect someone
0: i have i have a perfect analogy mulch main is the engine yes i just need to be the
1: fuel yeah. I'm the propellant that helps
0: push it with my voice and my, my face in my experience. Eventually would, that'll just go away.
1: Would you say you're the fuel or would you say you're the the, the vehicle itself and then the mulchmate's the engine because that's what's moving it? Dawson manufacturing is the vehicle. Okay. That's the vehicle.
0: Mulchmate is the engine. That's it's what's moving it. I only have to step in every once in a while and, and and fuel it. And really it's more like nitrous. Yeah. I'm really more just the nitrous at this point. Yeah, early on I was freaking everything because everything starts somewhere right but at any point in time you know craig the, the cfo here he should be able to jump in and his voice should do the exact same thing mine does the difference between me and him is i have all the experience in this arena which gives me a, a stronger more v- validated voice yeah so that's my credentials are what helped propel all this Yeah, his arena for a while was the um office automation exactly yeah so if we were in a tech technic like a, a a computer technical realm, his voice would be much louder than mine, and yeah. I would just be a I'd be in his position. um I'd be helping run the business like he does. um just so happens that I have the most man experience in this arena, and that's just how the way it works. in order to sell this business, it it cannot rely on me. here's what here's what I would love to see if if this if somebody came to us and offered us the correct amount of money and we decided to take it, what i would say is first off i think it'd probably be a really smart idea to keep me on for a few years for design transfer um continue the voice continue pushing things and i would just need a a nice little salary yeah right so i think that'd be the way it would go and ultimately i would like to be able to step out of it and either just come in as a consultant or just a little bit of media here and there board member yeah board member good 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 way of looking at it um and then eventually, the, the products just stand on their own because they deliver, They're they're valued off of, of they're valued off of the, the delivered value. Does that make sense? Did I just say that right. Um, Made sense to me. Good, because ultimately the product has to stand on its own two feet and can't be propped up by anything. Just like your business, your business should not be propped up by you. Ho- okay, you know where I learned this. I broke my jaw in 2014 it was like december 22nd yeah right before christmas and i had learned that i was propping up my business and my people so much that it couldn't run on its own and i was like oh crap it the weight on me is way 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 too heavy i was noticing that with charles the other day he's got a lot of weight on and i was trying to explain to him dude hang on just keep pushing these these systems ultimately you should get bored because that means everybody's doing everything for you and you're not running around like checking out the head cough. Too many people think busy is productive.
1: Yeah, you need to make it to a point where you're not getting the phone calls.
0: All you're doing is just checking data charts. Exactly. Just just watching the numbers and going, okay, where are we losing efficiency? I just had this conversation with our guys um, a little while ago about how I was watching you powder, and it has nothing to do with you, but you were shooting the powder coating, and in my head I'm going, look at all the powder that's going past the part. Oh my God, we need to turn that down. Why? Yeah. Why is that? And his his thought is, well, it's faster, um, and it, you'll miss less spots. Well, you miss spots because you're not being consistent. You know, it should be line up, go over, line down, line up, go or line over, go up, go you know, over, go down, right? And it should be a, just a pattern, and it should be just copy, repeat, copy, repeat. And he's like, well, what if he misses stuff? Well, he he's missing stuff now, not not per se, you. But you could, yeah. I don't care how much powder comes out of it. If you don't aim
1: it right, it doesn't hit the part. Well, that's the other thing too. Is like I was telling um, Sam is the, I think the gun's up a little too high right now. And I, I said I that, but when I I noticed it because I was doing small parts and I had way too much coverage on it, and I was going as even as I possibly could. But it came at like sometimes, depending on the color, it shoots out this weird burst when you start clicking the gun again. Mm-hmm. Because it's just blowing out hard, yep. And it does it every once in a while. I must have shut the gun off because I think I was talking to you, and I w- I had shut the gun off. But when I restarted it, those two parts were the areas that I had restarted on powder, mm-hmm. and it they just came out heavy. And that that's gonna so okay.
0: When I so I know to paint cars, yeah. Like I I can do, I can do all that. And what we always did was away from the part is when you start to spray and then you you start the spray let it get its little junk out of its system because it's going to do it it's going to splatter if you will yeah and then you go and then you move so you initially start off the part you come across it and you're done yeah and then you turn it off and then you hit it again and then come across it again you don't just hold the trigger and just spray all over it right there's no pattern there's no rhyme or reason yeah everything should have a rhyme and a reason you know if if one plus one equals two, right? There's a run. It's math. Everything actually acts that way. Yeah. It's like computers. Do you know how a computer actually works?
1: Yeah. What, what does it it's read? Your, it's zeros and ones. It's a
0: binary system. That's it. It's zeros and ones, and that's everything. Everything works that way. It's inputs and outputs, right? Your muscles in your arm. How yeah. does it work? It just send a signal. A, yeah. It's a it's an electrical it's signal. A pulse. It's a pulse, and it's your brain goes
1: pulse. Well, it's like our conversation yesterday with your dad. Mm-hmm. The um. What is electricity? Correct. You know, it, it's it is a energy source that creates a on off. That's it. That's all it really is. Is it, it it's a the energy is the on and then when it's off, it's off. It's off. So that's it. it's that's all energy is. It's turning shit on and off. Yeah, it's a directed source of power that's it. in order to generate a output. Correct. There's his answer. Yeah, I told him that. Yeah, but he was like, oh, no, it's it's to create a motor.
0: Well, he's he's saying that it creates a a field, and in order to create the field, you need a magnet, and that magnet is an outside source of the electricity. Yeah. So, like, the way a motor works is that the electricity comes in, and it creates this magnetic field, and then if something is on, like, a bearing or a shaft, it will start to spin.
1: Yeah, but that's only on one output. Correct. Versus lights. A light is to turn electric diode on in order to create light.
0: Light is like it's a heat generator, but on a very – small scale like that, yeah those sobs get hot think of like an led that's just so energy is never lost but transferred it's always just a transfer of uh, energy is just transferred yeah no matter, no matter what you do and, and i don't i i have that's what a professor would tell you i have some theories that it can be lost like they're like what about a fire right so energy in a fire is just simply the wood burning creating heat but then where's the heat go it just goes up in the atmosphere, creating smoke.
1: Yeah, but it's not lost. It's just a trans. It's a transfer of energy. But since that void is so massive, think about if you had um, a a weather balloon versus a regular balloon. Mm-hmm. If you personally are trying to blow that weather balloon up, you're going to be fucking dead by the time you get it inflated. <laughs> It'll never happen. But you can blow up a small balloon very quickly. It's the same thing. It's like Big the scale. the atmosphere is a massive balloon and as the fire goes, it's it's essentially just putting the heat into the atmosphere but it's a massive system.
0: So I guess it's just going up there then it helps create a cloud or diminish a cloud. I don't know what the heat would actually do up there, but it, it, it yeah, it's going up and doing something.
1: Yeah, boards transfer. It, it doesn't, because as things rise, it, co- it cools. Right. So it's transferred from heat to cold. Right. So then it's just, cha- it's, a, it's a change of thermodynamics at that sure. point. So, okay,
0: so back to like the business side of things, it's all inputs and outputs and what you're trying to do is you're trying to input data into a system and it's that that is retaining the data that then you can just hand to somebody and say here is the numbers and if you just simply turn this key on it creates dollars yeah that somebody's going to hand let's just use a million dollars for instance somebody will hand you a million dollars for this basically it's an atm machine that that you created that like think of an actual atm machine it just sits there all you have to do then is just fill it with cash Somebody enters in some money, like a, a dollar figure. Yeah. It pulls it out. It transfers the money out of their account into your account, plus a small fee that is paying for the electricity of the ATM, the the physical item itself, and then you providing that service. That's it. That's how that works. And so you're trying to create a business that will, in turn, do the exact same thing. Yeah. Am I getting long-winded here, or... Is it, or
1: no, I, we're just going in circles at this point because it, it it's the it's the same principle, different application.
0: So okay, let's use your like, let is. Let's let's use your your business for for instance. Are you trying to create a sellable business, or are you just trying to create uh, an ATM machine
1: currently? Short term ATM, long term sellable. So I'd like to make it so that I have systems in place in order to be able to grow it, so that come ten years from now, I'm still able to have the position here at dawson but know that that's something i can check in on the weekly basis kind of thing is just once a week i can check in how this is going and then it's creating an automated source of income but then someone comes to me at a certain point and says hey i'd like to buy this they're coming to me not someone else
0: so why not why not just start today and make it a sellable business why not work towards that right now
1: well that's what the plan is is that Right now, it's not the sellable business. So, like, I'm thinking short-term. It's going to... I know what it's going to be is the next couple of years, it's an ATM.
0: Are you going to start today, or have
1: you already started saying... Yes, that is uh, a plan. I am... Because, like, I don't want it to be scarlet landscaping. I want it to be property maintenance. I want to be able to make sure that, like your four corners that's what we're going to focus on Mm -hmm. i don't want to get in hardscaping i don't want the company to get into anything else granted yeah it's other sources of income Mm -hmm. but it's too much headache well let me ask you this would it be
0: smart to call it like scarlet oak enterprises because what if you never wanted to get into those things like you just said but what if the person that bought you did and then you because what if they had other arms of their business and they were like we do patios we do fences we do decks we do home improvements but we want a landscape company yeah. What if you just called it Scarlet Oak Enterprises, and then that allowed them to expand it, and you've already done all the legwork for them from the get-go? Yeah. Thought. Think about it. Right. That's the. That's a thought process I'm trying to get everybody to understand. If you're trying to call your company, like my original company is called Laser Cut Lawn Care. Yeah. It pigeonholed me so tightly into that that no one thought I provided any other service than that.
1: Yeah. The,
0: the problem. You first, then I'll go. The problem with calling something blah, 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 Enterprises is that the name typically has no, no indication of what you actually do. It, it could be DBS Enterprises. You know, it could be uh, Dawson, uh, Billy Bob, and Sam, right, DBS, but Enterprises, but that doesn't say that you do property maintenance yeah. or, or whatever. So you have to be very careful how you do that because then your marketing has to take if you call it scarlet oak uh enterprises no one knows by that what it what it is yeah so then you have to rely on your um your marketing
1: to explain that yeah and that makes people think which is a harder nut to crack yeah so the other thing too is like my head is if i keep it as niche as possible i'm not trying to hyper extend myself because that's the one thing i noticed when i was Running everything full time is anything that came on. I wanted to try doing so that I had the experience of doing it, versus just saying no and going, "Wow, that was just lost money. I could have had it." Like you're um I don't know if you would explain this, but I I was listening to somebody. They were saying they had a, um, it was a construction company or a roofing company. Sorry, mm-hmm. but when they were at the person's property, they were like, "Oh yeah, we'll we'll do the the addition to your house. We'll do this. We'll do that. We'll do like and he yeah he kept doing it." but he was losing so much money to having somebody else do it because they have the experience versus learning Mm -hmm. that he essentially hurt himself versus making all the money out of roofing because he has the expertise and the ability to do it and he doesn't have to generate other energy to go to running all this other stuff. I I hope that made sense.
0: So what what you're basically saying is that if you're dialed in on roofing then leave that entity alone yeah. and let that thing make as much money as possible and grow it because there was a guy I met out in Michigan a year or two ago, really nice dude. I think he's actually got a decent podcast from what I've heard. I've never listened to it, um, but I just learned about it. Um, and he's like, you know, man, I got this landscape company. We're making all this money, and it's awesome, and I think I'm going to go ahead and start doing parking lot striping or whatever he told me. Yeah. And I'm like, oh, my God, you're an idiot.
1: Well, it's like when you're um, going to the gym. I'd rather have better form and less weight than put more weight on and blow my shoulder out. Sure. To, to, to Yes. So to complete what I was saying is that he's
0: he's got, let's just, I don't remember the exact thing, but he, let's say he's got two landscape crews and he's making a million dollars. I'm not saying that ratio is right. Yeah. The point of it is, is that he's got it licked. He's got it figured out. He's making a crap ton of money with these two crews. Why would you go starting something new that you don't know that you don't know the numbers on that is that is not perfected why don't you just take that energy and go make two more moon crews and make yeah. two, two million and go make two more moon crews at after that so now you got six now you're doing three million dollars why not just copy paste what you already know you know why people don't do it
1: it's not fun. because well, well that and there's also the stigma of seven um incomes for a millionaire well because that's all fun with stuff you see on social media that's and, a shiny thing and and that's the point is, is like we're in this we're into this culture of wanting to impress a different person besides ourself versus going if I just keep this up like me I I got to um, my buddy he's a real estate agent that we're talking with um, his name's Henry shout out hey buddy love you anyway I was talking to him I was like I don't need the ten thousand square foot house I, I have no interest desire or even want to be in a ten thousand square foot house I would like to have the two thousand square foot house on a nice little chunk of land. And know that I've got half a million dollars in the bank. Yep. That would make me more happy than having this massive house. Yeah. I'm, I want to be able to have that ability to go, babe, um, let me talk to Nick. I want to see if we can, you know, go take a trip.
0: I'll give you a great for instance on, that, on those very similar lines. I had a choice in 2018, whatever it was, Yeah, to buy a house or take that money and start this business. I, I could have done one or the other. Yeah. Now, today, I'll use my guy Brian, my sales guy Brian. He bought a house right around that same time. He paid – I'm not going to say what he paid. Here's what he's got. His house has gone up a quarter million dollars in value. Yeah. I look at that, and I'm like, dang, that would have been nice. But if you, that's very short-term thinking. I took more money than he put down on that house. I, I took a, a larger amount of money, but I was able – instead of him getting a – let's say a uh, 30% increase in value in his home, right? Let's just say it's 30%. Yeah. I took my money and I made it grow by like 2,000%. And at the end of the day, this business is valued at a a, a millions and millions and millions and millions of dollars more and his, his investment only went up a quarter million dollars. Yeah. So to your point, you don't need a 10,000 square foot house what you need is you were looking for security you're looking for stability you're looking for maintainability sometimes owning that ten thousand square foot house yeah you have it great cool flex bro but it's if one thing goes wrong kyle you're you're screwed and you lose it yeah so so what do you want you want
1: stability and a nice comfortable life or do you want to be flexing and and that's all i ever see it's it's not even that i want to be flexing or be like oh yeah i have all this nice stuff i I want to be able to look at my wife and go, babe. Do you want to like just go out for a week? Mm-hmm. You know. Yep. Now, granted, I'd, I'd of course clear it and everything, and just make sure well, you guys. Whatever. I'm past that. Still, I'm not thinking that right but now. But still, like, it's like I would enjoy to be able to look at her and go. I, I'd like to go have an experience with you and the kids. Mm-hmm. Let's go do this. Yep. Or hey, I'll see if my parents can watch the kids for a, a day or two over the weekend. Let's let's go down to, um, I. Let's go down to Florida or something, or Whatever. go down to Texas. Yeah, I get it. Just go enjoy our time and not have to worry about what's in the bank. Her and I can just go do right. That all comes back to
0: you're not married to the business. Like yeah. when I broke my jaw, I realized, oh crap, this business will not move on without me being there. Yeah, but and it's also the create life to your design, not right. My default, right, and that's too many people get so caught up in well let me buy this truck because this other guy this one bugs me everybody not everybody a lot of people suck each other off like if Brightview's doing it, I'm going to do it. They if, get caught up in an ego thing. It's an ego thing, and and they they don't think for themselves. Yeah. If my competition is doing it, well, then clearly Maybe it's working. I no, I need to do it. Yeah. Right. They don't actually sit down and do their own numbers and and run their
1: own. They it's run ki- their own play. It's, it's it's tedious. Right. You're. It's not that you're scared to do it. It's just that you don't want to look down and go, "What is actually? Where am I fucking up? That is so
0: scary for most people. And yeah. And. It needs to be done. You need to be yeah. You need to look that that demon right in the face. It's kind of like football, right? What if everybody just watched everybody else's play-by-plays? Right? I know at the time. Um, the, I'm just letting you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I've been watching. So what if everybody watched the? What if the Ravens watched the Raiders play and they just copied what they did all the time?
1: Yeah. They never win. What they need to do is watch what they're doing and make the adjustments to get better. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. And
0: most people are too lazy or they're not willing to look at themselves and get man I'm screwing up right here or there like how many times have i say i screw up it's all the time a decent bit it's a lot it's a lot like hey guys we're not doing good here but i also give myself the grace of like hey our powder coating system it's better than it was but it's not what i want it to be yeah but this is our bridge this is this is going to bridge that gap between now just like i said i want to own our own building but
1: right now it's not the time yeah this isn't right right now there's steps and it always takes time and it's and you're never done but remember time and consistency We'll reap rewards later. Time and consistency of you
0: actually being honest with yourself and making the necessary changes will be you'll reap the reward. Yeah. Not just standing around going,
1: Doo, do, 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 do twiddle my thumbs. It'll happen one day. It's just you know,
0: it'll happen one day I'll win the lottery. It doesn't work that way. <laughs> it doesn't. You have to sit down, be honest with yourself, and put in the time. Yeah. All right. Well, we put in the time on this podcast cool i like it and i'm glad it went as long as it did but still we gotta get you out of here so we gotta yeah. wrap her up here i got i got a million things to do all right guys thanks for joining us for another episode of life in the fast lane we hope you enjoyed this one please join us for the next one um don't forget to leave us a comment um, or follow or share with your friends. Uh, and don't forget about our Carlson coaching program at mulchmateusa.com because that's where you'll be able to get a lot of this information um, that's more tailored for you uh, from me from my almost 25 years worth of experience um, and being able to sell, build, grow businesses, do all that kind of good stuff. Um, make sure that if you are on YouTube, go check us out, mulchmate slash Dawson MFG. Um, subscribe to our YouTube channel and any kind of social media platform
1: if you tinker around with that. Come check us out oh yeah now sorry for you texans for listening to that because you probably didn't hear any of it texans (laughs) you spoke way too fast (laughs) see i'm just ready to rock and roll all right guys have an awesome day
0: we love you and we'll catch you in the next one don't miss me too much mulch